Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz and my guest today is Kim McDonald and she is the author of Storytelling for an Entrepreneur's Workbook. So Kim, thanks for joining me. Hi John, nice to be here. So I, I, just curiosity, I probably if I read every single word in the book it would tell me this, but what's the for in storytelling? Ah, it's storytelling for entrepreneurs. Oh. What I would like to do is, is <laughs> yeah, is continue to use storytelling for different types of businesses. Oh, okay. So the I'm actually working on my next book, which I shouldn't be talking about before this one, but storytelling for your sales team. Okay, great. Well, I, so I for for whatever reason, I thought it the way it's uh, it's laid out. I thought there was a three and a two and a one. I do get that question, <laughs> <laughs> and so it has made me realize that some testing of book covers is next ne- necessary in the next step. But uh, the idea is that it's storytelling for whatever group gotcha. to utilize that skill. So the first in a series of four books, storytelling right. four books, great. So um, the book, uh, obviously listeners can't see it uh, currently, but is a workbook that, that really does a lot of teaching without a lot of words. Uh, it, it is a, a book of pictures almost, uh, or, or uh, illustrations, probably more accurate. Um, it, do you think that, do you think that there, I, I'm seeing more and more of this, and I'm wondering, do you think that this is, particularly for business folks, is an effective way to teach or for them to learn? Well, I'm sure you being an entrepreneur know that there's something that we never have enough t- of, and that's time. Yeah. I've never met a single entrepreneur that said, yeah, I want to spend a lot of hours reading books. So what I found is that I can get the message across in few words and illustrations in the same way that previously I had been using many more words. So I think when people realize that time is a commodity, that they are trying to focus their energy more effectively. Well, I'm hoping th- that... Sorry. Oh, no, I was just saying, and I, I think done well, um, an illustration can actually, in some cases, take something that is quite complex and, and really simplify it maybe much better than a thousand words can. Well, when I was working on the book, it was an exercise actually in taking away words after yeah. a while. And how can I get this concept across using the minimal words? And the illustrations and graphs and charts were often a great way to do that. Now, and I, it also shifts your brain a bit between words and illustrations. It does. So that's helpful too. It does. And 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 I, you know, again, there's lots of studies on you know, the ways people learn, and, and I'm sure that there are some people that that they really they need to dig in and see the facts and figures. But there certainly are a lot of people for whom this is the absolute you know best best mode or method. I hope so. We all have different learning styles. So it's appropriate, I think, to try and have a, something, a little something for everyone. Yeah. But I found that if I could get the concept across in a sentence or two and then have the person use the next bit of their time in thinking about that concept, that was what I was hoping to achieve. So I've been, I've been spreading the word about having your marketing story and telling your story so that you know, people engage and they in many cases relate and connect and trust you and they you know we we were we're used to learning through stories of you know as little children you know we're we're that's kind of the first method of teaching uh, but you really expand kind of i think at least uh, you suggest using stories in other ways besides the marketing story you want to talk about the kinds of of opportunities for stories that really every business should tell 
sure. And storytelling is getting an awful lot of attention right now, too. When people are talking about advertising and promotion, mm. it's almost always people talking about now putting it within the context of a story, which is great. But yeah. I think stepping back, you have to have more than just a message. You actually have to have a plan that backs it up. So what I tried to do is use the analogy of storytelling to really walk people through all the elements of your business and business planning, but by using storytelling methodology instead of practical business planning tools. Right. So, so for example, you have, I don't know if you'd call it a chapter necessarily, but you have a section on how to illustrate even the numbers. You want to you explain how... Uh, somebody might use that uh, method. Sure. The book is basically bro broken down into four sections, as you mentioned. The first section is talking about uh, what is the plot of your story, and as business folks might refer to that as your value proposition. So once you understand overall what you're trying to achieve and the problem you're starting to solve, then it's good to at least take a look at your numbers as well. So what I tried to do is approach that into who are the different people that you are going to have to communicate with about your cost, your customer service, your competition, your communication, and weave that into your story. Well, so you, you so let's back up on that because you uh, talked about the uh, the plot as the first uh, uh, segment. So let's go through the, the, the various elements then. So you mentioned the plot already, and so um, uh, it's character, setting, and, and then you end with my favorite, magic. So, so, so you said plottery. So, so, just like in a typical story, to have a typical story has characters. So, how do you apply that here? So, after you've established the plot, like we said, which is the problem, solution, and the happy ending, really, I think business comes down to relationships and who are you talking to. Mm -hmm. And I refer to them in the storytelling analogy as your characters. Right. So basically, I say that there's a villain, which is the problem that you're solving, yeah. who is affecting the villagers, mm -hmm. which is your target market. And so even that analogy helps to put it in a more action context. You, you know what's funny, too, is because I think some people would think heroes and villains, you know, that's, that's kind of odd. But, <laughs> but I, you know, I think a lot of people really relate to that idea of having something to go after. Right, I mean, having the 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 villain. I th I, I think uh, I have given people more than once uh, advice that they they kind of have to find the bad guy uh, that everybody can rally around trying to defeat. And I and I really think is you know as as goofy as that can maybe come off. I think that 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 really does motivate people. Well, I'm glad to hear you say that. And as you mentioned the, earlier, the fourth section of the book after we talk about the setting is the magic, and that's the product. Yeah. And from my experience, I find that as an entrepreneur, I want to tell everybody all about the product. That's the exciting part to me. Yeah. But what I hope by expanding it through the characters and the setting, people can see that there's more to your story than just your product. Right. So it's fun to think about the context of a hero and a villager because that's thinking about how different people view what you believe is your magic. Now, um, give me some examples of stories that, so, so obviously throughout the, the workbook, you, you, you move people through you know, business stories and marketing stories, and uh, there's even the, the story of your you know, elevator pitch uh, where, you, where you have to deliver your story very quickly. 
Do you have some examples of, of really compelling stories people have created that, that have made a significant, once they got comfortable with them, um, made a significant difference in how people related to their business? I've been really fortunate to work with some great people. Uh, one of them is a fellow who has a currency management company, and he's been helping companies that do cross-border trade and have mm. currency exchange mm -hmm. challenges for the last six years. But as you can see, just explaining that is a little bit complicated and people can't relate to it. So for the last six years, he's been really struggling with getting the message out. But once we were using the storytelling analogy and he was able to say, okay, the villain is the foreign exchange market because it's constantly changing and it's trying to mess up the villagers' finances because right. it can't be stabilized. That gave him a new context in which to explain the problem, and people were able to relate about it. Oh, yeah, that is the bad guy. <laughs> so it really helped him shift from, hey, I'm selling currency exchange and helping you manage your risk, to saying, hey, there's this pressure that you're having to deal with that's affecting lots of different ways, and now we can put a name on it. This villain is the currency exchange fluctuation. So that's one great example that he was able to take something kind of dry and turn it into a little bit more of an exciting story. Yeah, and I think that, um, boy, they're, they're, throughout time, um, businesses have succeeded when they were able to take what might, maybe was a, a, a very complex concept and say, and, and really be able to simplify it in such a way that, that, you know, that could be, it's like this, but we've added this. <laughs> and all of a sudden people are like, oh, now that makes sense. And, yeah, light bulb goes off. Yeah. Well, my, I, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, my background is uh, technology product management. So mm. working with technology often requires a level of translation. Yeah. But you're talking with folks that are using very technical terms and who are not necessarily, necessarily driven by looking at the market perspective. So well, I... Sorry? No, go ahead. I keep interrupting. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just going to say, so using even the context of the story for them uh, was, gave them a structure for which they were able to say, oh, okay, I recognize why this might be important to a villager because it's destroying their home. Whereas before, they were only looking at the magic part, what is the product that they're producing. Yeah, and, and that is a super, super important point, too, because I think that, that we all naturally, as marketers, you know, have that natural tendency to say, let me tell you about this thing, or let me tell you about my business. And a good story typically engages somebody because it's about them and it's about you know their needs and about their challenges um, and and their setting and I and I think that that if nothing else, using this model just kind of forces you to to really take that logical step of thinking how can we make this about the buyer or the customer or the prospect as opposed to you know how do we continue to make this about us. Well, not only in the book do I break down your story into those four sections that we talked about, I also say, depending on the audience that you're speaking to, is it your employees, is it your mm -hmm. customers, are, mm -hmm. it are they investors? They might be di interested in different pieces of that story. So what I also try to do is say, okay, if you're looking at the numbers, this is probably of most interest to investors. If you're looking at product features, that will be interesting to your customers and your employees. But investors might not be quite as interested in that. So I help the people to make one main message that is consistent, one consistent business story, and then help them to break it down into the right format and the right content for their audience. 
Well, so speaking of format, how, so let's say I've gone through the workbook and I've done all the worksheets and I've got my stories down. You know, what are some of the ways then that that, uh, those stories might actually come to life? I mean, are we going to make web pages with them? Are we going to make PowerPoint presentations? What would, and maybe the, maybe the answer is all of the above, but what are some good ways to, to make sure that that story once created uh, gets distributed and heard? Right. You mentioned that the book follows a series of worksheets. So if you follow through the four sections and do all those worksheets, they flow into the final section, which is templates based on the work that you've already completed. And the first one is an elevator pitch, because as you mentioned, everybody kind of needs to explain what they do really quickly, and sometimes um, you only have a short period of time to make right. an impression. Right. So I use a template that's kind of based on Mad Libs, where if you've completed the other worksheets, that information flows in and you've already built yourself an elevator pitch. The second template I provide is a sales presentation, which could be PowerPoint or whatever format you want to use. But again, it focuses on what are the needs of a customer. So if you're talking to somebody that wants to, may be interested in buying your product, where do you have to emphasize the sales part differently from an elevator pitch? So... But, Go, go ahead. And there's two other okay, templates. Great. One is an ad storyboard that All you right. can use to start building an ad. And the last one is really basically a SWOT, but a business strategy summary. And that's something that you can use to communicate, I think, internally the high-level aspects of your business story. Now, in addition to the book, do you, you obviously have clients that you do one-on-one -on -one, uh, or work with with their teams or their organizations. Um, are you also doing, I know at one point um, I saw something about workshops. Are you going to, are you offering workshops where somebody can come learn this uh, technology? Absolutely. It, there, it's one thing to buy the book. It's the other thing to take the time out of your right. life to actually do it. Right, right. So I think if you can commit two days of time to coming through the workshop, it's a great opportunity to de dedicate your time and your focus on working through that. And it also puts you in a room with other entrepreneurs with different experiences and perspectives that you can learn. So I think the workshops are the part I'm most excited about because I think that's the most tangible and quick way to move your business idea forward. And where then can somebody find out about those? If they check out my website at storytelling4.com, that's the number four, yep. storytelling4.com, there's a list of my upcoming workshops and a little bro two-page brochure where they can find a little bit more about the content. And uh, you can buy the book there as well, right? You sure can. There's a tab for a workbook, so and people can come and learn more about the book, and there's a sample there as well. And I assume that they could engage you personally if uh, they wanted uh, some one-on-one some -on -one expertise in hand-holding. Absolutely. A group <laughs> setting is not necessarily for everyone, so I'm happy to work with folks one-on-one. And sometimes bring me in to work with your entire team to make sure everybody's on the same page is a great thing to yeah. do as well. Well, and I, so, I could definitely see this being a great um, and really engaging kind of come into a company, do a one-day, all-hands, you know, get-together and, and create these storyboards. I think that would be, uh, from a planning standpoint, that would be a little better than maybe some of the kind of dry stuff that people typically do. Well, thanks. I think that you can do good work and have a fun time doing it. So I tried to create a product that was accessible, that was practical, and was also entertaining and fun to work through. So hopefully it's moving in that direction. Awesome. Well, Kim, thanks so much for joining us and uh, telling, me about, uh, telling my audience about storytelling for entrepreneurs. Thanks so much for your time, John.